0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I'm your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight are...
1: Johnny Morales, David Rivas,
2: and Roger May.
0: And for all you viewers out there on Twitch, hello. Hey, They're they're joining us, and what's the address, Matt? Twitch.tv
3: slash Horizon Comics.
0: Twitch.tv slash Horizon Comics for all of you guys that want to be in on it when it happens. Yeah. Fridays at 8. Fridays Fridays at 8-ish. Ish. I think it's like almost Eight-ish. nine. Yeah, yeah, it's almost <laughs> nine. Now. Technical
3: difficulties. Whatever.
0: Matt, Matt got all like up and running and everything proper this week. So, yeah. That's here,
3: like, four yeah.
0: So, anyway, uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, we are a slash spoilery podcast. We review a DC book, a Marvel book, and an independent book each week, along with a graphic novel from some publisher somewhere. Uh, we will play some trivia later to give you, the listeners and the viewers, a chance to win something. Uh, but before that, we are going to talk about some news and answer some questions. So, Johnny. Yep. Yeah.
3: Thank you. What you would think with all is. of
1: that technology, you would have a soundboard. But it's so much Man, cooler when he does know it.
3: How many programs I have running right now? I can't have another thing
1: open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, starting off first, uh, Marvel announces the Defenders, um, the best defensive crew. Jenga. (laughs) Cool. Jenga. (laughs) Because that's totally not... (laughs) What was I saying? Uh, Marvel, announced something. Marvel announced Defenders, the best defense creative team lineup. Uh, And that includes uh, Immortal Hulk will be written by Al Ewing uh, with art by Simone DiMeo. Uh, Namor is uh, going to be written by Chip Sadarsky and uh, illustrated by Carlos Magno. Doctor Strange will be written by Jerry Duggan and artist Greg Smallwood. Ooh. And Silver Surfer will be written by written and illustrated by Jason Latour. Uh and then the titular defender's title, um, let's see, will be Ewing and Joe Bennett. Cool. Yeah. Uh strong lineup. And then Marvel is delaying Tony Stark, Iron Man four through six. Uh, and those issues were set to come out, um, in September, uh, and, and and one one of them in uh, October. So basically, they're skipping a month. They didn't uh, specify why, um, but they moved moved them like two weeks. Uh, DC's Red Hood and the Outlaws is getting a new name with issue twenty seven. Uh, the writer uh, Scott Lobdell uh, just revealed that it's going to be called Red Hood uh, Outlaw, which I guess is because he, you know, he lost his friends or something. It yeah. I-
0: <laughs> Nobody can hear it. It's not Go near ahead, the microphone. A what is this?
2: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it's an ad for Jack Ryan.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, nice. Ghostwriter co creator uh, Gary Friedrich uh, passes away at the uh, age of 75. He passed away this past Tuesday. Uh, he co created Ghostwriter uh, and Son of Satan. Um, and then uh, another death. Uh, you know his real name? Son of Satan?
2: Yeah. Son of Satan. Do you know his real name?
1: Um, Something with an M. Mephisto?
2: No. The very last letter in his name is an M. I have no idea then. Damon Hellstrom.
1: That's oh, what it was. that's who yeah. it is. Yes. Um, and then uh, Spider-Woman co-creator Mary Severin dies at age 89. Uh, She was inducted into the Will Eisner Hall of Fame in 2001 uh, and she just passed away at the age of 89 following a wow. uh, stroke um but yeah I'm she happy. she worked on hulk uh and uh, co-created spider-woman in 1976 uh she designed her costume and everything like that and yeah and that's all the news no you nope. have
0: to have something good to end on. That was really down. Johnny. That was kind of a downer. Yeah. yeah. DC streaming
4: service, September fifteen 15th. September 15th. Yeah. Da, 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 da.
1: So I have something. so I mean I wasn't gonna say this, but the comic book legal defense fund has named a new president, Christina Merkler, and basically is she's she's leading the voice for free speech advocacy and education. See why I didn't add this one. <laughs> hey,
3: you, you forgot last week that Jason Aaron is writing Thor with the You mean Conan. No, Conan, sorry. Oh, Conan. Conan. Okay. Conan. I was, Thor's, you know, that's a default. Cool, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's better than ending on like such a sad note. <laughs> sorry. All right.
1: Uh, Who's going first? Oh, don't we have, uh, we have a bunch. question? We have a bunch. Go okay. ahead and start throwing them out there. I have All right.
3: Bryce, you have Dave, or you
1: have one, so
3: we're good. Sure. Uh, go ahead. I got, from a, I got an Bra- easy one. From
0: okay. And we'll just.
3: Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Bryce says, Matt, I know you're looking forward to Spider-Man PS4 games, So, I raised a question for the podcast crew: What are some of your favorite comic book related games? Bryce, you have no idea how excited I am for Spider-Man PS4 <laughs> it comes out on Friday.
0: Especially that's since right.
1: the studio that's making it's awesome.
3: They're so good. They
1: made everything good. They made him infamous, right?
3: No, they made... Insomni- Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. In- Insomniac did, didn't make Insomniac? Infamous? No, that was sucker punch. Um, they made Ratchet and Clank. That's true. Anyways, almost every single Telltale game is either based on Marvel property, and Image property, Vertigo DC. Those are all great games. Um, the Batman Arkham games are great games based off comic books. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. I can't even think about like Telltale. But what about you guys? Video games based off comic books. Skyrim. The best comic, comic,
2: not based on a comic, you know, or best
5: like uh, the Last of Us and God of War are now comic books, and they have a comic book after the game was released. Does that count, or or is that the wrong way? Okay, I would have to say the Batman Arkham games. Wait, set. what?
0: What games are comic based that are out
2: that have um, ever been released? The side like, scroll, uh, Uncanny X Men. Oh
0: yeah, Batman. Yeah. But I, I got so frustrated with Arkham Knight that I chucked my controller across the room because the Batmobile my. was stupid.
3: But the rest of the game was fantastic.
5: I, I, I never finished was it because with I the Batmobile? Got, it, it was, was real handled, bad, dude. It handled, no, dude, I handled the shit out of that thing.
0: Did you
3: really?
5: <laughs> yeah. I worked <laughs> that game, dude. You, <laughs> you were so the easy. only one. <laughs> yeah. I could not get that... Look, I, I even mean, played it on hard.
0: Here's the, here's the thing. I, admittedly, I'm also not great with driving in video okay. games. I don't like... Anytime you so have to
2: play this before your EVOC test for sure. Yeah, just saying. Just just anytime. I, was a,
0: yeah, I,
5: was a, I was Anytime like
0: I had to do something like with a joystick and a car, it just didn't work for me. Okay. And then the targeting system when you had to go into combat, like I got so angry, I it took the awesome. game back. It was very up to I took the game back. I was like, I can't. Really? Yeah. It wasn't it was that really bad. All right. For me, he's going. He's he's
5: a little intense with that one. It wasn't that bad.
1: Well, he um, used to be a, a very a bad story timid, timid too. driver. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Arkham um, Knight, I think, was just like a bad game overall. Like even the story, like they took no, a, they, yeah, took, the story dude, they cool. took under the red hood and then just made him Arkham Knight. I'm That's like, okay, so they kind
0: of they did kind of uh, lie to everybody. They're like, yeah, he's a brand new character. Just like, kidding. No, it's not. That's true.
1: They did kind of yeah. Lead, um, it, it's, it's, it's one new, of you, but it wasn't. But uh, I'm was not good. counting Origins because it. it was made by uh, WDV like Montreal. Origins was still cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, that's the worst one of the Arkham oh, games. yeah,
0: You know what will be my favorite is when Rock City finally does Superman or a Justice League game.
3: I'm gonna, there's a panel that's happening tonight at PAX. I'm going to link you the link you need to watch. It's okay. How to make a good Superman.
0: Oh, dude! I already know. You need to watch I already that. know. <laughs> One slide. Um, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I will fight you. I would even say
3: though, Physically, literally, can mentally,
0: into space. emotionally, right. I will destroy right. you on that. I topic. mean, unless they do like it would have to be very story driven and very that's what I want. Linear.
5: High. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be this open world like Arkham was if they're going to do a Superman but game because you're right. You can fly be... in
0: outer space. But think if you just made like all the different places out in space. You could go. It's
5: to. No Man's Sky, but with Superman. I would love like, a very story driven Superman game. I think it would be sweet.
3: But very well, cinematic. Uh, Gravity Rush and Infamous are both very, very. Comic oh, Gravity books Gravity Rush was good. Games, but they're not based on comic books. But they they have like cutscenes that are panels. That they're, they're all pa- yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, both-
5: I really like Gravity Rush. That was a good one. Yeah.
3: Same with Infamous. Uh, uh, superhero.
5: Do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you remember that game in like the late '90s oh. or early 2000s? It was on Super Nintendo or yeah. Sega. No yeah. god. <laughs> That was, that was, that made me cry because I just, I Lises wanted, gold rings. I wanted it to be so good and it wasn't, game? um, no, I'm talking like Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo, Sonic, but it was an artist that got sucked into a comic book world. Oh, um, um, you know what I'm talking about? You're a game guy yeah. and we're, we're in our thirties. So we would know this. Actually, it was on the Sega collection. I yes. actually played it like not that ago. But you ago. would like run and you would hop over the panels, yeah. And you
5: would jump through panel to Sounds panel to panel. Familiar.
0: What is it? That wasn't based called? on I'm a, comic book, a right comic book, but it was a comic
5: book. Comic Zone, zone. <laughs> yes, comic zone. Yeah, comic yeah. zone. Cool, that yeah, was fantastic. That was, that that was a great, game. cool game.
0: That was a great game. Blast from the past, right there. Yeah. It right. came out for the Game Boy Advance
5: comic book. It should be on Genesis though.
0: It was. Yeah, it's it on was, Genesis, uh, Genesis yeah, uh, PC, Zone. Game Boy Advance, yeah, and dude, Wii Shop. So next question. Fun, next question. real quick, fun fact about that: I rented that game when
1: Blockbuster still existed. Uh, you dude, Blockbuster, rent. I used to go there every Friday. Yeah. You know, this came out in the '90s because they used comics with an X.
3: Yeah.
0: Anyway, next question. Sorry, sorry, Bryce. That's all I got, Bryce. <laughs> so thank. You. thank you. Oh, you don't have one.
3: I thought
0: thought there was more than one. Um, All right. So I got an easy one from Aaron that we can answer. Uh, Listener question What would you guys think about having or doing a live listener question segment on the show?
2: That's fine. Yeah. Hey, hey, anybody watching the Twitch feed right now, send me a question.
3: Sure. Or Or any of us. If
0: you would just come here. you could just stand up and ask a question I know, during this. Isn't I the listener got got like question as,
3: asking
5: them a question because they're the listeners? So, like, that would be like us asking our people here the live listener question versus giving people a chance to email the answer in? Is that what saying? I don't know. No I, think, no, I think. Well, answers. I'm saying dude. I just, I'm
0: trying to understand. He just but that's, that's, all it I got. that's the only description I got
5: from it. Yeah, so. but a listener question is a question that the panel is asking the listeners. We
3: know what he I don't, know, <laughs> if I don't know if he did. Maybe it could because go David,
5: because if he sends you guys a question, that's not a listener question. Oh that's him sending the panel
1: a question. He always, he always, he always, does, he always does this. He always does this. I'm Aaron, sorry. I'm
0: being difficult. No, no, no. Aaron, <laughs> when you listen to this on Monday because, you know, you're not subscribed and get it early. Um, you, you, need need to straight clari- out. you need to clarify this. Yeah. yeah. So that we can answer this properly.
4: Where is Aaron? He needs to
0: come in and have to the National Aaron works a lot. He's been busy. He's a busy boy. Hey, well, apparently not enough
2: because my fridge is, is getting emptier.
4: I told him hit me up. I want, to, I want to throw
1: some money at you, dude. Yeah. Come hook me up. Yeah. All right, Johnny, go. Uh, I have a questions from Dave. Um, got a couple questions for y'all now. Dave.
5: Dave. No, I sent oh. some and he wouldn't let me. He's oh. not going to ask him. I know He's not, not going to right? Yeah. And aren't you David? I, I go by both. Okay. My brothers call me Dave.
1: So D, D, right. man. My, when I was I'm going to call you by your Christian name, is, this David. Is,
0: this is going to be a Tangenty episode. Okay. I can already uh, feel in like regards it.
1: to comics currently feeling burnt out right now, uh, not sure if it's because I'm too busy to read them or some of the comics I have read, mostly events. I've left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, it's so sour that it has led me to not pick up an issue from my countertop. My question bleh, sorry. My question is, what do you do when you get burned out uh or you're in a comic book funk. How do you get excited to read something again? Do
3: something else. You yeah.
2: Do, right. You don't. Don't. Don't force it on yourself. Go. Give yourself time. Let you know. Get. Get over that hump, and then come back.
3: Play some games. Watch some movies.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's like with with anything in life, dude. If you do something that you're you're not ready to do or or not. Um. Not excited to do. Yeah. You'll just end up. Resenting it even more. So take a break.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to get in those type of funks more often um, than I. I mean, I assume than most of you guys. Um, but yeah, I just stop reading, and like I still get my pull, and it, it just piles up for a bit. Uh, and you know, it, it kind of like that's what you have to do is just not read because um, if if it's anything less than stellar, it's gonna make you more and more miserable and get you uh, deeper and deeper into the funk. No, yeah.
0: I got a better I got a better solution for you, Dave. Uh, obviously invite some friends over that you trust, climb into your shower and or bathtub and put all of the comics into a bin and just have them keep dumping them onto you until you feel like reading them again. <laughs> that sounds
5: like a plan. Yeah. Sounds like it'll probably work. That yes. will most likely work, yeah. But generally, I just watch a
0: movie.
4: It'll give him a years. bunch of paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was the best remedy I came up with just
5: now. Hey, that that It's the most creative.
1: <laughs> yeah. Definitely the most creative. I give you points. Second that. question, and I cannot believe he misspelled my name. Wow. You guys what? Are What a good friend. Anyway, I talked to Johnny about this a couple of weeks uh, back, and I would like to know what you all think. In regards to comic book movie adaptations, is there a movie that you feel the movie did better than the material it was inspired by? I think that Infinity War was better than the comic. Blasphemy, I know. And the same with Civil War.
2: No, I think Infinity War was too. I mean, but... but I mean, Infinity Gauntlet... Because my answer to that question is Watchmen. Because the the ending in, in the Comic Watchmen is is super comicy. And in, kind Infinity, of convoluted. In, yeah. And Infinity Gauntlet is super comicy, you know? And I think that I think that the um both of those did a much better job in the um the screenplay uh, adaptation of the project. That's actually a good project. point, because it's the same that,
0: ending in Watchmen. They just got to it with a much more streamlined approach.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't have the big alien monster. Yeah. I
0: think... Which some people wanted, there.
2: but uh, yeah. them and, making right. it
0: Doctor Manhattan, that gave them good motivation to not be there anymore also.
2: Yeah. Um, it, made, it made perfect sense, and it worked so well. But when you read the comic, you can't help but... You know enjoy that ending because i mean it's super comicky it's what you know it's it's comics um and same thing with infinity gauntlet i mean but you also i mean there was a whole host of characters you didn't have for infinity war but it totally made sense in context of everything that marvel had done over the 10 years leading up to it yeah it's
1: mm-hmm. it's something that was completely unexpected i mean you read infinity gauntlet and it's it's six issues and you know they beat them by the end and you're thinking, like, what's what's going to happen here? And it's just a major downer at the end. And it's just like, how could they do this? But it makes perfect sense. It's really well done. Um, I do agree with Dave with, like, Civil War. Uh, I liked it a little bit more than the Mark Millar storyline. Uh, I wouldn't agree with you on Watchmen just because I like the ending to that uh, more than the movie. Um, but that's just, you know, my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't really... Think of many adapt like you know, adaptations. Like even because most of them are they're not direct adaptations.
3: Kick ass
4: was
1: pretty good. Uh, yeah. I thought I, I, I like the, first I one the was movie. Good.
0: I like the movie better.
1: Yeah, yeah. Definitely.
0: Once again, there's there's a streamlined approach that some of them they clean up kind of the story and kind of remove That's some of the that, yeah. yeah that it works with. not not a comic, but the in my in my opinion, the best movie that does that is fight club fight clubs oh, way yeah. better than the book and that's one of those rare instances where i'm just like i just don't jive with how that guy writes or whatever and it's just that was a hard His book to get through good, dude they, i know look i'm not saying I, they're bad oh, okay. i just I like the movie
4: better. but for, I, I for me
0: david fincher's movie oh. yeah did fight that club movie way better cut. than because i got and maybe it was fight because club i was saw too. the movie first it was really good.
5: And I actually I went did back. watch the movie first and read the book, and I was and like, I, "What is this?" And yeah, I it had its differences, but the book was still was still good. But, yeah. but my yeah, my I opinion is that's to me one of the best adaptations where it's actually better than.
4: Yeah, the I, I, I agree with
5: you. And as what Roger said too with Watchmen yeah. and, the, and the comic, like the the way they did the ending, the ending with Doctor Manhattan versus the alien, I thought that was awesome. And um, Gauntlet versus Infinity War movie, Infinity War was definitely better than the, book, mm-hmm. the comic book. Yeah, but that the the comic book like Robert Roger was saying it's it's very comic booky yeah and you got to be I don't know it's just, I mean the it's first, a
1: completely different feel when uh, you're, although when you're the first it few pages of watching this movie yeah no I I agree the first few pages of that uh, book though Infinity Gauntlet like Jim Starlin knows how to write you know oh, yeah. like when Mephisto is talking to Thanos, like, about what he is. And it's Uh just like, that's amazing. Like, that's what I want to see. But, yeah. Uh, One last question from Dave. Uh, Last week, Roger brought up the 24-hour comic book Shark Tank pitch event. Not sure if any of the hosts are going to participate, but if you are not, and if you could, how would you pitch for a comic book regarding an aspect of your life? Would you have it be a comedy, drama, real sharp with the art, or loose like Lemire? Uh, That's it.
2: A comic pitch... Based on your life? Yeah. My life oh. I play video games. Yeah, I'm not too exciting stuff. either.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I want it to be written by John Allison. Um, kind of comedic. It's I think you fun. paid Dave to ask this question. No, so no, definitely not. Um, John Allison is the writer of uh, Giant Days. It's just fun. And sometimes there's like drama and stakes in it. But you know that everything's going to be okay. Hmm. Cool. So we got to
5: pick an author to write. No, technology. I just went the just went dumb out. extra okay. mile. Hey, you, if you wanted to, I would just say Jeff Johns could write a story about me because he right. writes everything great. So yep. it has to be good, right? I don't no matter how boring my life is, he's going to make it seem awesome.
2: Did you
3: read his?
1: <laughs> did you read his new Fifty Two Superman run? I didn't actually. Yeah. I read his Justice League it wasn't
5: run. Who? If it
4: wasn't bad. Jeff Johns,
5: Jeff Johns bad. wrote Superman.
1: Yeah, new yeah it was a story.
2: He hurt. planted a lot of seeds. Well, I didn't there, read though, any of the New 52 with, um, Superman. With Ozymandias. And, I mean, and
0: Batman, Flash, and Justice League. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to, like... But the Justice League gets is clocked <laughs> for some of your opinions. <laughs> like, yeah. really.
2: Um, no, oh, I don't Jeff Johns could write the story of anybody's life, and they would yeah. read it and be like,
0: I
5: want to live. Yeah, dude, yeah. you could yeah. write the story of a rock live. and make it dope. Mm, yeah. At least I think so. I like Johns. I'm with yeah? you.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, I like heard, him too
5: His Earth One Batman was really cool
0: Yeah It's good I don't know how to answer that question though I mean yeah Jeff Johns but
5: Do you want a comedy? Do you want a yeah, drama? It's not really, a... You're not really picking a writer well, all You're of pitching them, Johnny that's life pitching. Pitching. Yeah true yeah. yeah you have to have a little bit of everything yeah.
1: That's why I went with John Allison Right on I don't know I, I guess I don't know I'm whole pretty lot sure authors. Warren Ellis or,
2: would probably be the best oh writer for my, my life I don't know That sounds amazing. terrifying
3: like space organization like, <laughs> yeah, terrorist yeah. or something, <laughs> maybe that would be Jeez. really cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm down,
2: <laughs> I'm really an alien <laughs> imposter. Yeah. Just Wait, is it that the local it comic shop, Warren Ellis or is right. it, um, or what?
0: Oh, I'm thinking, I'm getting, I'm Wild doing like, no, 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 yeah, Wildstorm <laughs> is Warren Ellis, <laughs> yeah. Garth Ennis is the other name that I flip with that. Oh, one. I wouldn't want Garth
2: no, Ennis. No, no, no. <laughs> There's.
0: That's when that's when you first said it. I was like, really? Yeah,
2: no, not Garth Ennis. That'd be I,
0: that'd be terrifying.
2: Yeah, I would, yeah. I don't
0: want to live. I don't want to live anymore.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Is that all the questions from everybody? Yes. Anybody Nobody else. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to our actual review segment. Uh, who's pitching Marvel? Is that you? Me. All right, let's go ahead and start with Marvel.
2: Okay, so uh, this week is, is I, I think, really kind of cool. We we uh, kind of mentioned last week that we were going to be doing this, but we're reviewing Fantastic Four uh, number one. I think it's 1962 by Stan Lee and uh, Jack Kirby. And this is uh, it's the facsimile edition that they put out this week, and it's the first time... Um, since Teresa and I have, have uh, been doing this that they came out with an actual reprint with all of the ads um, and I was, I was really kind of stoked to do this but we have in this book um, the origin of the Fantastic Four and uh, a, as well as the first villain that kind of brings them um to the point of using their their newfound powers for the good of all mankind which i think they explicitly say in like 12 paragraphs <laughs> but um it was super cool to read this uh it's super dated um i remember i mean i remember when i was a kid reading comics back in in the early 70s needing a dictionary and you know this didn't disappoint i still needed a dictionary <laughs> to read this comic um but i i really enjoyed it i enjoyed looking at the uh, the ads um that was my favorite part actually i it, dude it, it, it's so cool um i actually you know, it's kind of funny one of one of the things that um i had i had forgotten about uh for for some time but well a couple of things grit magazine mm-hmm. I remember thinking cuz so many things so many ads in these books were like you can make money on the side you know make 50 bucks on your saturday free time yeah okay. um and I remember thinking as a kid maybe I'll sell grit magazine you know <laughs> I never did that mm-hmm. but one of the things that I did do and if uh if you're watching the the twitch Dream. I'll I'll show it to you. There was always uh, it was commonplace in Marvel Comics uh, back in the the seventies. They ran these ads for um it's kind of a contest based on redrawing a character, and there were a bunch of different characters that they had, and it was to win like a scholarship at some art school or something like that. And I remember drawing, the one I had to draw was like Petey the Pirate or something. It was a parrot that was (laughs) a pirate, had a pirate hat and everything. And I remember drawing it and sending it in, and then like three months later getting a response that said, yeah, no, you you didn't win, but if you want to buy this art course, you can. (laughs) And I was like, ah, you guys suck. So um I, I you know i i love reading this i love the nostalgia about it what do you guys think
0: um not much more i can add to it uh, you kind of hit all the points that i hit yeah it's super dated it's a long read for it like i didn't realize like older comics man you had to like take some time to, yeah. <laughs> to sit down with it but it was enjoyable um but I, I got like the most entertainment out of the cheesy ads and the wording like, hey, kids, do you yeah. like what was uh, hang on? There's one in here. I think it's a dandy fine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, let's bring that back. Let's bring that back.
2: Oh, the one you just passed is a great one too. You go With ahead and shoes. look for the other one. <laughs> okay, but it was yeah for hey, you can shine shoes on Saturday morning and make money. <laughs> so and it's like, and it was like, we'll send you a free kit, you know, to start making money.
0: It's the Grit magazine. Oh,
2: Grit. Yeah. Here's a way
0: to sell, uh, a swell way to make one dollar to five dollars weekly and win dandy free prizes. <laughs> wow. It's just like what? That's the <laughs> best.
2: Dandy yeah. free it's so uh, yeah you know, this was another, another one was um there was you know cuz back in the day i remember there being ads for like mile high comic shop and and a couple others you know a couple other guys who would sell back issues and stuff and i didn't it wasn't in this one this i think in the early 60s comics really hadn't become collectible like they did in the 70s i think larry's talked about that on the um Multiversity University, but there's a, there was an entire half page ad solely dedicated to stamp collecting, and there's twenty different ads in here for different places peddling stamps or you know stamp collecting, and I was like, and I, I didn't really remember that, but again this this was early sixties. So. I like
0: this ad for this jukebox bank. And the big selling point is it actually plays real music. Like <laughs> right. nowadays, right. nowadays, if you're like, so? Like, right. You know, my phone does that all the time. Well, and the bigger thing is <laughs> a, dollar it's a
2: $1.98. $1.98, and PPD is postage paid.
4: <laughs> Are you serious? So, yeah, you're getting a
2: jukebox that bank plays actual music that's a band. For under $2. For under $2 delivered. Nice. Take now, that Amazon! It would
0: cost more than two dollars <laughs> yeah. have it delivered.
2: Yeah. So, David,
5: um, I enjoyed it. I've never
2: really read Fantastic
5: Four like ever. I read the uh, the new Fantastic <laughs> Four number one that came out, which was cool. But uh, get it, like you were saying, it, it's uh, it's very dated. Um, it did take a while to finish going, getting all the way through it. Um, but it was it was fun. It was enjoyable. I, I I already knew who the Fantastic Four are and stuff, but it was fun getting their original origin story. Um, and something I didn't know, but apparently, did did Ben did Ben have a thing for Susan, and he was jealous that Reed was with her because he was angry and wanted to beat him up for a second, or was that just yeah? No, something... that's
2: definitely very clear in this book, and I didn't remember that either. And I was like, oh wow.
5: Yeah, I always thought they were just buddy buddies, and this he was most... angry.
2: Most of the books that I remember, um, the, the thing was was always in a relationship with Alicia Masters. That, I mean, that's how I remember it. But, yeah, he, it was like he was definitely jealous of, of Reed. Yeah. Who looked like he was, like, 70. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. But uh, it was a fun read. Uh, there, there, it wasn't, uh, I don't know, it was got the mole man. Some crazy green monsters coming out of the ground. The mole man, that was. Um, he had his, his dope his dope glasses. Reminds me of, of uh, Leonard what it, Leonard Snart's. Yeah. You Cole know it, it was funny glasses. too
2: how what one of the things that struck me in this and reading the story, was how cavalier they were with nuclear weapons. <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's this nuclear missile guy. It's armed with a nuclear warhead, and I was like, dude, I mean that's still too soon. I mean you know twenty yeah. years after World War II. Um, but yeah, and and Reed just kind of like throws it into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's like it explodes. It's <laughs> like, uh, that's not gonna come back.
4: That's still,
5: that's kind of a problem. Yeah, it was the safest spot he can throw it, guys. Yeah, he's Mr. Fantastic.
1: He knew what he was doing.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, on his first mission.
1: Yeah, this book is is very interesting. I love the the ads. Um, you know the original ads. They're probably the best part about it um the, the the when I got into comics uh like six seven years ago like I read about 60 to 75 issues of Fantastic Four like from one to you know uh because I wanted to know uh, about you know things like that I did the same thing with Spider-Man and Captain America and, and things like that um and yeah like every issue is just a slog to get through uh, oh, yeah. to get through um but yeah, I mean, this one is obviously dated. It's like it, it's it's telling us what's happening instead of you know showing us, and that's just because that's kind of like Stanley's style.
5: Um, I feel like that's the style for all the old comic
4: books. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. similar,
1: but you know, Stanley. Well, they're Lee, so verbose. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. oof. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it for the most part. It's just like I think I've read this comic like four times already, like you know, in my life, mm-hmm. and that's too many. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was good. I love how campy the old school, yep.
5: the old school comics yeah. are. Like no matter how long it takes to read, they're just so fun because they're so cheesy. They're so campy. Yeah, and they're I don't know. They're just they they make you happy when you're reading. Yeah, them. To, to make
1: this <laughs> they they I guess must have uh, acquired some Fantastic Four number ones and scanned them. Uh, you know for the ads because. Because they have like them collected in and and you know in their digital store or whatever or in the Ma- Marvel Masterworks, but they don't have the ads there. Yeah, well, no, well they they specifically
2: choose to leave the ads out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marvel has uh, digital copies of every page of every comic they've ever published, right? But it's not like they didn't go, hey, let's let's go get you know some old comics and actually reproduce the ads. In fact, if you see in here the. The print work is is too nice, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the old ads. Yeah. But, um, um, but I think, it's I mean, because they have, I mean, they just, in their archives, they can show you any ad from any comic they've ever done without having to go back and, and reacquire it. They just, they have that. I mean, I'm sure for forever it was probably on Microfish. In case he ever wanted to reprint it, it's like they don't just keep the art; Mm -hmm. they they have everything.
5: With the uh, original book, if do you remember Roger? If it was it more on like a newspaper type paper? Yeah. Oh, would you would you have liked if this was on that older paper? Because like I have a book like this for Superman Action Comics number one, and it was on the old newspaper paper. And I don't. Well, that's probably the seventy
2: two reprint.
5: Um, I don't remember. It was on. The, it was the. Uh, it was a, a special reprint for Action Number One on yeah. the uh, the Loot Box um, subscription. Oh, yeah.
2: Loot Crate.
4: I yeah, the Loot Crate one. subscription. Oh. So and it oh, was so on the really original. recent. Yeah. I think, I think it's I actually.
1: It isn't it like more expensive to like print on that paper now? But it was. It was cool. Maybe because have it, it with the original paper. At least like ad, from original and, ads and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. No,
2: that uh, that's really cool. Um from a nostalgia standpoint, yeah, s- certainly. But it really doesn't, not that but, big a deal. No. Nah. Right
5: on. What I'm going to give it a three. I liked it, but it was nothing super special for me, but
2: I liked it. Um, Yeah, I'm going to give it four stars just for all the nostalgia that it, it yeah, brings to me. That makes not sense. if I was writing. The story, it would be like one and a half, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's it's not but no good. How, it was, but, but it was still but fun you to can't, read. I, I don't think you can rate this book without taking into uh, account the the nostalgia that it brings about. Mm. Every Everything. The writing style, the art, the ads, everything. So um, four stars for me. Hit all the nostalgia tones. Mm-hmm.
1: Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna go with three as well, uh, since I mean I do have nostalgia for the Fantastic Four, and I like seeing those ads. But I don't think that this book was, uh, at least not to me, was necessary. You know, uh, you know, for me to pick up, especially not at three ninety nine.
0: <laughs> Did you pay the three ninety nine for it, Johnny? You got? I'm your just evening. curious. Did you?
3: Hey, leave me alone. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a no. <laughs>
0: What'd that's you rate it? A three. A three. Three. Okay.
1: Yeah. Or a three nine
0: nine. Uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half. Uh, there's a certain amount of entertainment going back and kind of looking at you know how they were back in the day and whatnot. Um, like Roger said, if you were trying to rate it on solely just the story, it's super campy and cheesy and whatnot. And there is entertainment value in that. Um. But, yeah, it just kind of taking a trip down uh in the history of what it was is is fun and interesting, so from a collecting standpoint, from a historical standpoint, it's a great book if you're looking for actual story uh, <laughs> not so much yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> not not that it's bad it's just it's highly dated was and it? this yeah. was the this was the wild West back then it was any story went you yeah. know yeah,
5: and it's expected for them to be dated but when well, you're reading a book st- like this, st- you're, you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be cheesy.
2: So, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and there's like four or five times in the story where it's like, you know, it'll completely switch location. And oh, yeah. or, meanwhile, back at Monster <laughs> Island, it's <was> like, <laughs> yeah, I jumped really, all over. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> it's like, when did this come in?
2: Yeah.
5: So, but yeah. All right. Who, uh, David, tell us about our indie book. Um, the indie book, we got Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it is basically a Rick and Morty episode, Quite literally right on paper, versus and
0: Dungeons and Dragons.
5: I, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm not, I'm not really into it. But I was still able to understand all the references and everything that they were saying about the game. And when Rick, when I, no, when Morty is going through the, uh, that has the panels, he's trying to cram in how to learn Dungeons and Dragons. Wait,
0: like, wait, why is he trying to learn Dungeons and Dragons though? Cause geeks get laid.
5: What? Gamers get laid. Oh, that's true, man. He sees Gamers a girl. get laid. <laughs> he sees a girl that
0: he likes that plays Dungeons and Dragons, it's and naturally, it's, it's Annika.
5: Annika. Yeah. Annika. Yeah, some some new girl that works at the uh, the bookstore. The, hobby home. The, the, the hobby, hobby home. the hobby. <laughs> the hobby hall. Yeah, the hobby hall. Hall. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a Hobby Lobby, but he was going to go get some uh, Dungeons & Dragons books to to learn how to play, but uh, when he's cramming and he's just overwhelmed and everything, whether you are into this game or not, you could relate to him on trying to learn something and being overwhelmed, but uh, if you like Rick and Morty TV show, this right here is Rick and Morty right on paper, and it's fantastic, and like I was saying, I don't really know much about the game Dungeons & Dragons, but... It was so easy to follow along, and when they were even playing the game and talking about all the game, it was just hilarious. It was just fantastic. Um, But I loved it. I really did.
1: Yeah, um, so this is actually like... it's Rick and Morty, and with with the actual Dungeons and Dragons people, Wizards of the Coast, so they have permission to use their licenses and all their books and stuff. And it's written by Patrick Rothfuss, which uh, he's a prose writer for um, something Chronicles, I forget, like a very big book series. Uh, and he loves Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, he's a big fantasy author. Sorry guys, I forgot to
5: list off the author and the uh, right and the artist when I started. Thanks for getting my back, John. No, no,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what I love the most about it is that there's like even little in jokes about like D and D, and I'm like, uh, you know, I I understand them because it's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, like uh, even play Dungeons like and Dragons. If you're into the if you're into the Dungeons and Dragons game,
4: yeah.
5: you're definitely gonna have fan service. A lot of fan service, but even if you aren't, it's it's, it's, still, it's still great. One it's of the best
0: great. sequences of panels is when Rick is explaining Dungeons and Dragons to Morty because Morty goes to Rick, obviously, yeah, to try to help. learn. Because um, at first he wants some sort of machine that's going to magically put everything in his head that he needs to know so he can impress this done girl. Because they've done that yeah. before. He wants to, he did, All this is coming down to is Morty wants to impress this girl. Yes. <laughs> um, and so uh, in one panel, you got Rick, who's like, I'm your D&D Sherpa, Morty. I know, this, I know this game inside and out, all the modules. I made a bard back in the old <laughs> days, Morty. Back when it meant something, and then the next oh, panel yeah. is Rick close like face to face with Morty, <laughs> and he's like, and then I burned that character sheet, Morty. You know why? Because F Bard's Morty.
4: <laughs> Morty
0: line. just looks terrified, and he's just like, uh, oh, I think I'd rather play a rogue. <laughs> like, uh, that, he wants to play me. a rogue
5: specifically because that girl needs a rogue for her
0: too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good, good yeah. point to make also.
4: Yeah,
1: it's. It's just a ton of fun. I I love the Rick and Morty show and then just it being, uh, you know, introduced to... Sorry. Yeah. The
0: please. The panel. Today my grandson becomes a man and it's Rick <laughs> holding up the Dungeons and Dragons book, but the dice that he's got is a crown royale <laughs> bag. I just noticed that.
5: <laughs> I didn't notice that. I looked over.
1: Yeah. It. That's good.
5: I, I
0: really kind like shaking his head. That's real.
1: My my favorite thing about this is is the references. Like he like uh Rick says, like I was playing even before the red box. Uh He couldn't have been. The red box is the first thing that came out. (laughs) Um, You know, and... and That's the
0: point.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, Rick's a troubled player because, like, I hate people like this because the the dungeon master is describing, oh, yeah, there's uh, something 60 feet uh, away from you and, you know, this is where the danger is. And Rick's like, as previously stated, I am 61 Mm -hmm. feet away. And it's just like, those players exist and they annoy the hell out of me. And it's just full of... (laughs) a lot of Dungeons and Dragons references like Patrick Rothfuss like understands the game and understand understands Rick and Morty. And honestly, like this is an amazing book. I, I would strongly recommend it to anybody. And Morty does
2: like 15
1: times. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're also playing first edition, which is like, what are you doing? Well, that was the test. Yeah. Yeah. He had to pass the test first. But and the thing is, like, really into he it. brings up AD&D, which is second edition. You don't play that either. You play the new one, fifth edition. <laughs> yeah, but
0: that's what he says. It's all part of the test, Johnny.
1: <laughs> yes, but he, Rick is moving. The test is done. He moves on to second edition. He's... T- because you, you know gotta why? He's got to pay his well, dues. we got to Morty. He's yeah. got to right. have Morty pay his dues. All right, all right, that's fine. It was fantastic. Yeah, definitely.
5: I loved it. And it really gave you, like, even though I didn't really know, the, I don't know the game of Dungeons & Dragons, it really gave you the feel of what it's like to be playing the game.
1: <laughs> Is a nine good for a rogue? <laughs> you're Paul Blart, <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: he's I like, want to be, He's like, everybody re-rolls. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
1: it's... Everybody rerolls. Yeah,
3: everybody rerolls for their yeah, stats. We all do it. <laughs>
2: Man,
0: <laughs> that I came
3: off was
2: brilliant. Yeah. Eighteen, that'll work. <laughs> oh,
3: all yeah. right,
2: Rick. Yeah, I've you know I've I've watched some Rick and Morty, uh, not a whole lot. Um, I've played Dungeons and Dragons, not a whole lot, and I absolutely <laughs> adored this book. I mean, it was it was so good. Um, and I could tell that it was very true to the show. It's very true to the game. Um, I think that regardless of whether you watch Rick and Morty or play D&D or one or the other, that y- it, you will enjoy it. Yeah. Um, because Just because of the dialogue and, and the back and forth. Um, if you have experience with either or both, you're going to love it. I mean, it's it's just... I mean, it's spot on. I think they... They, they nailed this comic.
1: Yeah. Five um, stars. Sweet. I, I love Rick and Morty. It's a very funny and smart show. Uh, and I love Dungeons & Dragons. I play twice a week. Um, and everything in this book just mixed together perfectly. You know? It's like peanut butter and chocolate. Uh, and I... I need more of this. Definitely need more of this. Uh, it's a five for me.
5: Yeah, I, I agree with everybody else, uh, well, except for Jonathan, because he hasn't said anything quite yet. But I'm going to say five as well because it's fantastic. Um, it's everything a Rick and Morty fan would want. And even though I'm not a huge Dungeons and Dragons fan, I've never played, played the game. We gotta I like get you in a session. They, I like that the uh, they they sh- presented it that it was like the cool thing to do. And not making fun of yeah. people. Ooh. Um, <laughs> no, keep going, sorry. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I've always wanted to get try a Dungeons & Dragons game, and maybe
1: this book might push me a little bit further into getting into it, maybe checking it out. There's also an Adventure Zone reference with the Macroys and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> I've never seen Adventure Zone. It, it's a podcast. You should listen. It's funny. It's a podcast, okay. Yeah. Um,
0: I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll give it a five. Um, uh, I, I'm in the same boat as Roger. I've never actually watched a ton of Rick and Morty. I've seen a little bit because you know Blake has shown me a few episodes and we've hung out, and we've talked a lot about playing D and D. We have yet to actually do it, but um, I know once again from those conversations enough to have understood all the jokes from yeah, both sides. I definitely
5: understood. Um, the and
0: I, I think even if I didn't, there's enough uh, of the pop culture element to it that you'd pick up on the gags and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it's really well done. It's, it's well written and it's fun. So if you like either of those or just one of those, the book's going to land, I think for that audience. So, and then fun fact, I just found out today, me and Blake, we're talking Joe Manganella, the guy that played Deathstroke in uh-huh. Justice League. Yeah. Uh, huge D and D fan. Yeah. He plays really? on a critical
1: role every week, every yeah. Thursday. Wow! Didn't know that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, Critical roles every Thursday. Joe Manginello doesn't play every Thursday, but yeah, he's he he he's uh
0: he has in yeah. his house his man cave is basically a D and D dungeon. Yeah, that's cool.
2: That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, Vin Diesel, Diesel
0: also. Yep. So, all right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and head over to our DC book, uh, the Joker versus Daffy Duck, which sounds like a really really odd mashup, but once you actually get into the story it kind of works in, a, in the weirdest way. Uh, basically, the Joker ha- is trying to do comedy in Gotham. He's up to his Joker shenanigans, gives the audience Joker gas, and he's got his henchman with a laugh track as he's telling really bad punny jokes. And then uh, they vacate the premises, obviously, because Batman shows up and they have to hide out. But meanwhile, then they go back to their base, which is at of course the Acme factory, Daffy Duck decides to go to the Acme factory because he's angry. About a custom- faulty product. About a faulty product, so he's like, well, screw this. I'm going to go talk to customer service myself. And ends up somehow becoming the number one henchman for the Joker.
5: His, his fancy talk, not yeah. to get killed.
0: adventures ensue.
5: <laughs> so, um, I thought it was funny.
0: I didn't expect much from this, but just reading... Daffy Duck's speech was enough to make me giggle through yeah. the whole thing.
2: <laughs> well, and it started. I mean, it started off really strong with the first page with Joker's comedy routine. Yeah, I and mean, he's like a bat and a bird walk into a bar. Oh wait. no! Wait, the, the bird, bird got, got beat to death with a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> bat walks into a bar. Yeah, like, it's like oh, oh dark. Yeah. so this is how this is gonna be. <laughs> yeah. um, I you know I love this book. I thought it was I thought it was done extremely well. You know, for a book that I thought was going to be a throwaway, even mm-hmm. at even at four ninety nine on the the price point, but um, the art in it, Brett Booth, so good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so good on both
5: stories because there was a little small yeah, backup story that backup was more story. like a Batman animated series type look. Yeah, right. But uh, um, they're both good.
2: No, they killed it on the art. They actually had a story to tell. Uh, my one beef and David, I was talking with you about this before the show. My one beef was that this wasn't an all ages book oh no and to 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 have it cross over with, with Looney Tunes with Looney Tunes um, yeah, I you know I know that there are gonna be some younger kids out there that are gonna want it. And I'm gonna be like, uh, no, no no no, no um, but it was it was really good. I enjoyed it. I thought the the writing was was just on point um for for an older audience uh and the art i'm brett if you if you haven't ever uh seen uh brett booth's interiors do yourself a favor and pick up this book yeah because it's gorgeous
5: yeah very detailed very detailed Mm -hmm. art
1: this book is uh, funny. Um, I I enjoyed it for the most part. I was weird. Like I'm used to Daffy Duck looking like Daffy Duck, you know, on the yeah, Looney Tunes the more realistic yeah. look. A duck. When,
3: when you
0: see, you know, the Hanna Barbera characters not look exactly like the Hanna Barbera. Right. So that like but once you acclimate to, mm-hmm. it's like oh, it's just like reading any other comic where you see like a specific character. Right. In that person's style, then it starts to make more sense. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I agree.
1: I enjoyed it for the most part. The art's amazing. I love the um, who's the artist? Brett Booth. Brett, Booth. Brett Booth's uh, Joker is amazing. It's it, it's it looks fun, but also very intimidating. Sinister, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's what you need in in a Joker drawing. You just don't want him to look sinister. You want him to look like you know a clown. Like if he smiles, it'll be okay, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, he looks terrifying at some points. Um, I love the art. Um, the story is is good. I, I had fun with it. Um, it's just a weird one. Like, it is. Why, it why does it yeah. exist? <laughs> you know, because I, I, I'm not because complaining it's cool about just it. For fun. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's definitely it's just to have fun. It's man. definitely that. It's fun. And like what
5: you guys what you were saying with the art, how it's uh, it's it's like, it's dark, but it's not at the same time. That is the same thing in the writing, even though it's not for all ages. Like, yeah, it has its dark moments, but it. It but it balances so itself well with the Looney Tunes part of it also. Right. Um, so I don't know. It was it was good. I loved it. Especially it the was backstory.
2: Yeah, where the they backstory. were breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. And I think it, well, was it in the main story or the backup story where they called out Dan DiDio Just Dan. I think it was in the backup I it was, story. Yeah, it was no, backup I think they story only story they, the they only broke the fourth wall. Guy. Uh. With that one.
5: But yeah, it was a it was a good book. I really enjoyed it. The um. Like everyone's been saying, the art's been really good, but it was just—it just took me by surprise. Like Roger was saying, I didn't yeah. think it was going to be that—that that great, but it took me by surprise, and I—I I I actually thought it was enjoyed gonna, it quite a bit. Yeah.
3: Like
0: for—for for me, I read this one first just to get it air, out of the way. air quotes get it out of the way to get into the other stuff because mm-hmm. my expectations were really low for it also, and ended up being, first I didn't realize it was Brett Booth, and I was like, oh okay, at least this is going to be pretty. Yeah. Um. And then, when I, like I said, when I started reading, like, the Daffy Duck dialogue, can you, can you with all it? the... Can you do it? Well, hang on, let me read something. All right. All right. It, Sometimes it was hard to read, though. It was. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. All of with all the fakes. <laughs> with all the... With all the su- suffering fucking
5: I love at the end when he loses it, though. When he's yeah. trying to, like, hold it together and right. hide from Batman that and, man and Gordon. That Greetings, nuclear. fine, sir.
4: <laughs>
0: I'm calling about my lifetime warranty. I purchase. I purchased... From the <laughs> from the Acme H twenty <laughs> three, that's another good one. Hang on. Okay, yes, yeah, I was calling about like just all the the ths yeah. in his dialogue yeah. is freaking it's so good. Great. So it's funny. it brought back like all the just the goofy, yeah, um, you know no, this is instances. Daffy Duck. I know, but the the goofy instances with Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck from all the old cartoons, you know, that's yeah. what you know
5: plays off of really well. So,
0: Johnny rated.
5: Uh, four. I enjoyed it. Uh, four as well. I I liked it. I really liked the balance between the Looney Tunes and the grittiness of the story.
2: Yeah, four stars for me. Biggest surprise of the week.
0: I'll actually go four and a half because I just didn't expect it, and it's almost freaking perfect for what it is. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we're gonna go ahead and hop over to. Do we have highlights and all that stuff ready, Roger? I do. Okay, hang on. I'll I, th- be I right think back. I don't think that's first. The uh, lightning rounds. Who's got, one? I got
1: one? Yeah. Sweet. Hang on. Let me find Tommy. Tommy, 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 Tommy. Go ahead. Ready? Yep. Okay. Uh, so my uh reading this week has just consisted of one book and one book only, and that's The Wicked, The Divine. Uh I finished the second hardcover, which I believe is up to issue twenty-two or so. Um and Man, talk about a, like, almost perfect book. Like, all issues that I've read so far are just fan-freaking-tastic. The art alone, like, that just requires you to purchase this book. Uh, And it's a really well-told story uh, about, you know, gods and... and, uh, I love it so much. I need you guys to pick up the first trade. It's only $10. Uh, It's way cheaper here. Um, if you pick it up from Horizon Comics, and it's, it's fantastic. I guarantee that you will not regret picking up at least the first trade.
0: That's why I'm really worried about them making it a show.
1: Oh, are they making it a show? Yeah, uh, but they already,
0: they already said it's not going to follow the comics. So uh, they kind no. of tweak the, the concept.
1: Okay, I don't know about that.
0: But I think the producers of it are Matt Fraction and his wife.
1: Oh, uh, the Milk Fed Productions.
0: Yeah, I think they're the ones that are taking. Sweet, it. okay. So they just said they're gonna tweak the <laughs> so, I I nope.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what they're called. <laughs>
0: anyway. Lightning round, anybody? Uh, no, it, they, it wouldn't be about comics if I was know, gonna. Lightning round is whatever you want to
5: talk about. All right, I'm gonna uh Hank, just
0: you got a minute. Go.
5: I'm gonna promote my dad's photography business. Go if, for it. Uh he he's local out here in like in the Animal Valley. He works anywhere in Southern California. But uh, he does weddings, family portraits, any type of event really, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, uh, quinceaneras, any type of event you need a photographer for, basically he does. If you wanted to check out his work and pricing and things like that, he does uh, go to location if need be and travel if have to. But uh, it's at danielrevisphotography.com.
2: Boom. Yeah, definitely. I love supporting local businesses up here. So thank you for that. Um, for me, uh, okay, so, um, we've added, we've added a Horizon Comics After Dark page to our, to our Facebook, and we've started loading up some events, obviously, Horizon Comics After Dark is every Friday and Saturday, uh, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. or later, uh, I think last week we were playing, uh, Betrayal House on the Hill until like 2 in the morning, That's not going to be every night, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, but we have Batman day coming up September 15th. We're going to have Batman in the house taking pictures, uh, with the kids. Um, we've got 24 hour comics day coming October 6th. That's on there. So you can, uh, check that out. And then, um, we also, uh, are planning on having some art classes, two different classes with Ray Anthony height, who is an industry artist. Um, yes. We're going to do a, a, a beginner to intermediate beginner art class and then a comics creation class specifically. Look forward to that.
0: Awesome. I'm not even going to take the whole minute because I haven't watched it yet, but I will tonight or tomorrow at some point. Uh, Jack Ryan on Prime is officially released, and I'm, I have
2: been... I'm pretty sure we're going to watch that once we're done Super stoked so.
0: for that show to drop. Um, John Krasinski is Jack Ryan...
5: Jacked. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm stoked. It's gonna be good. Have you seen the office parody, though, with- uh, I have not seen the office parody yet, but I'm looking forward. All I know is I've been I've been counting down the days since they announced this show. So after I saw the first preview, I was like, sign me up. So you're in love with him? I yeah. Dude, I I'll admit I got a man crush on John Krasinski. What?
2: I didn't know I didn't know they were doing Jim it until Humphre? this morning. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh what?
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's my, that's my, I'll let you guys know more, uh, what I think of it once I get into it, but it's, I'm binging
5: that show over the next couple of days. Me too. Nice. I'm with you. But, uh, going back to me, sorry guys, <laughs>
2: I, 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 just, I had to
5: steal it. I had to steal, steal the spotlight again, but uh, I gave the wrong website for my pa's website. So. Okay. okay. Worst. Take it's two. It's If you would like to check out his work and pricings. Um, and you can and probably you see my family on there. You do. I'll probably be on yeah. there. My brother and we're all on there. My cousins. But, yeah, go check it out. Give my dad a call, book a session. Do
2: it.
0: All right, that's going to take us over to highlights. Roger, what are we going to review off this list?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> I, this is my first time seeing it, too. I, I knew it was there. For
3: like two
2: it? From now? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Go no, ahead. Are you to? Moon Knight, 198
3: came out today, to Moon Knight so
2: 200, 200 is coming, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll see. It depends on what's coming out that yeah, week. I mean, we'll we'll have plenty of copies, but um, Marvel next week honestly is probably going to be Asgardians of the Galaxy or Ooh. Thanos Legacy. One of those. We need no. We need to do Thanos Legacy. Maybe it's Donny Cates. Yeah, it's Donny Cates. Is that the like? leading Steve into Buns, No, this is Is that, after is that, Infinity Infinity is that who's writing? it? This is Ms. Meyer. Why did you Kate? It's the <a> bridge <laughs> to Infinity Wars. Where are you going? <laughs> yes. Okay.
5: You
0: but knew that They effect.
2: couldn't tell the story till now and I'm assuming Dude, it's because as they the name as Guardians
0: of the, is, the Galaxy. I was like <laughs> it would have spoiled the
4: thing in Yeah. You know. Um, I was
2: like no. So this is a bridge between no. Donnie Kate's series and Infinity Wars. Yeah Cool. So
1: and it's also a bridge between his Thanos run.
2: Yeah. Yes. But um but As into of the Galaxy. Cold
1: blood.
2: Yeah. It's all, it's not it. not um D C books coming out next week. Let's see. Super Sons Two. Uh Cover. <laughs> Co- you know, cover looked interesting, but it's another Bendis. But the dreaming And dude. I just huh? Dreamy, number one. Dreamy, yeah. I mean cool. we dreamy We did say man. I, yeah.
1: Dreaming. Let's, oh, do the Pro- right. Let's do the Bendis one. Oh. Probably dreaming.
0: If we're not gonna, the only Bendis one that we should have done was Scarlet. I, I know. would have been this week
5: if we did it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I wanted to do I know, that
0: one, but you loved Rick and Morty. I did love Rick and
2: Morty. Yeah, it was so Plus, that
0: would have replaced Daffy Duck. That, that was DC still, technically. That was still
5: a four point five for
0: you though.
2: it could have been DC. Joker, Deffy Doug was bombed too. Though. It was.
0: I'm not complaining. I don't. About what I don't. I don't, I don't know. Saying,
2: I don't know what. You t- if,
0: like if there was one Bendis book that I would choose to willingly do, it would have been this is week's even, Scarlet. Is it even? Bendis Look, Bendis. Even Bendis for me right now. I know, but do
3: you want it because of Bendis or do you want it because of Malie?
0: I want it because I, I have good <laughs> memories of that book. I, I want it I've, because I of, of Malie. Positive feelings.
2: <laughs> But Bendis right now makes me feel like, you know, I'm playing Russian roulette, yeah, you know, and I, know. I don't want to play Russian roulette. I no, know. I no, know, thank you. I
0: know. I understand.
2: Um, all right. Any books next week? Uh, Bully Wars... Uh... I don't know. Isn't this the
0: Bendis book? United States of Murder? That's
2: Mar- one, too. Yeah, that's, that's one, too. He's got two out next oh, no, week? He, he's
5: he's going to have so many books, dude. Dude, he has like seven So he's books. already like overloading himself? Yeah. 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 Out of all the ads. Are they on the continuations?
1: Yeah. i like he came in.
5: Books. Yeah, four or five, something like that.
1: Are they continuations or is it
0: maybe all, a reprints? A lot of them are miniseries. Okay. okay. New miniseries.
2: Yeah. Six books. Well, cover is a... Comic artist by day, uh, CIA assassin by night oh, or something cool. like that.
0: Oh, I remember hearing about this, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know. I, you know, We'll look at him it's next Tuesday. At least he's and, not trying
0: to do ongoings. They're mini-series.
2: And Still, see. At
3: least he's not Jeff Lemire writing eight books a month.
0: I don't know how Jeff Lemire does that.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the indie book next week is going to be a little tough. There's not a lot of stuff coming out. Um, I'm, I may pull in either cover or United States of Murder. Now, I don't want to read Wait, 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 murder. wait, wait. Yeah.
0: What is Bully Wars?
2: I don't know. Can I see? Well, that's not going to tell you anything. It's going to say Bully Wars number it's one. with
0: your eyes, not with your hands, Johnny. But, yeah, look it up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure. <laughs> you remember that, right? Yeah. Okay, yes, that's why I, I, I had to do it. Sorry,
3: um, <laughs>
2: I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many we're the getting arc? and stuff, the but
1: we'll see. What?
3: Start of the last
1: arc. Yeah,
2: I mean that's
0: that's a contender. I don't know, but see, I don't know if I want to do that because I'm behind.
1: Yeah, and I want to catch up.
3: Or you want to do the last
4: issue of
2: Black Science? Oh, we'll do the last issue.
0: I would be down with doing last issue if I know it's coming up.
2: And I you will, can catch up. I can yeah. six issues,
0: yeah. binge. Because I can I can read Black Science arcs like yeah
2: yeah, yeah. so um, okay yeah stay tuned come back next week see what we're do reviewing. we know
0: what graphic novel we're gonna do
2: Bomb Queen oh that's right Bomb <laughs> by Jimmy should Robinson we, should
0: we apologize in advance
2: No no Bomb Queen is the bomb totally bomb <laughs> <laughs> totally it's a little mature so. Oh, very. That's that, that's what I mean. Is yeah, like, it's not. Yeah, no. You're you're not gonna read it in church. That's for <laughs> sure. So, dude, um, my oldest two uh, live up in the Bay Area, and my son's girlfriend, uh, where where she works, Jimmy Robinson, the writer of Mom Queen, lives. Like next door to where she works. Wow. And he's got, he makes these little, he has like a lending library outside of his house for like kids in the neighborhood. And he's, he built like this whole fairy tale setup with like, you know, little mushrooms and fairies and all this stuff and a lending library books that looks sick. Hmm. So that's really cool. I, I'm not sure that he's got Bomb Queen Volume 1 in there. No. But um, Bomb Queen is actually, very good but it's also very over the top Heather Heather to pause well that was the whole thing with Heather is is when she came in I was like we need to pick a a book to review and she's like I want to do evil empire and I was like no I'm pretty sure you want to do bomb queen and she was like what's yeah that's
4: what I
0: was was about to
2: ask yeah huh rage against the machine album evil
4: empire
0: evil
5: empire yeah. Parade.
2: Yeah, um, da da, uh, no, no, no. No. Okay. no. Dude, Rage Against um, the Machine is so good, though. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, they're okay. Anyway, <laughs> but I told Heather, I was like, you know, this is, you don't know it, but this is your new favorite book. And she was like, yeah, I'll be the judge of that. She texted me like 12 hours later, like, okay, it is. And
4: <laughs>
2: I want to review Bomb Queen. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I know my customers. Hey. It's gonna, she's
5: gonna love it.
0: How yeah. hard is it for you not to say "I told you so" when I talk <laughs> every day? Right, right.
5: So I looked up "Bully Wars." Um, it's written by Scotty Young. Ooh. Um, it is hmm. Rufus, the biggest bully in Rottenville since kindergarten, suddenly goes from bully to bullied in the first day of high school. He's forced to shaky to to make a shaky pact with his favorite geeks, Spencer and their twin siblings. Together, they have to find a way to survive the Hunger Games like contest known as the Bully Wars. This where sounds amazing. Ru- the winner will be the ruler of the school.
0: Does he do the art? Or is he really um, like an artist?
5: Art is going to be Aaron Conley. Okay. And he's doing the variant cover art.
2: Okay. It
5: still sounds good. That sounds awesome. But it could be fun. Yeah. E for that, everyone.
2: I mean, that's probably a front runner.
5: I yeah, think. it could be fun. I want to read that.
0: All right. Next Moving up. on to graphic novel. So who's pitching that? Oh, game? that's me.
1: Yes, for the... <laughs> for the uh, <laughs> I hate dust jackets. For the graphic novel this week, we read Shield, the Human Machine, uh, written by Jonathan Hickman, uh, illustrated by... The unicorn uh, of Hickman's
0: works, some might say.
1: <laughs> Took him so
5: long to finish it. Yeah. Did it? Well, apparently it started back in two thousand and eleven or two thousand and ten, yeah. the and then they finally finished part. the last two issues.
2: Yeah, there was a seven-year hiatus.
1: They did one through four, and then four five and, and six five. weren't until
5: just recently. Are you? That's ridiculous. I'm glad I didn't have to wait yeah. for it because it's ridiculous.
1: Anyway, uh, artist is Dustin Weaver, and uh, let's see, Michelangelo. One, Buen Nikola Tesla, uh, a boy named Leonid, one is the forever man, he who has always been and will always be, one is the night machine, he who has crossed the veil and returned, and one may be the savior of the shield, the dynamo that powers change, together with Nathaniel Richards and Howard Stark, they stand in the midst of an ancient brotherhood torn in two, One that for thousands of years has sought to preserve the peace, but is now engulfed in war. On one side, the visionary Leonardo da Vinci leads those who believe uh, believe there is no possibility beyond mankind's reach. On the other, the fatalistic Isaac Newton commands his army in a charge toward the end of the world. That's, That's enough.
0: I'm kind of bummed that he actually did finish this because for the longest time Jonathan Hickman's Twitter feed every so often he'd come up with some zinger of a joke as to why yeah. mm. <laughs> it was never finished. Really? <laughs> or like, yeah, that'll happen. Like, you know, like when pigs fly and I finish, you know, yeah. my shield run. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: like, it was just... say, <laughs> too,
3: like, he's not happy that they released it? But Something. Yeah, but then, not, then again, that could just be his
0: sense of humor also.
3: Probably sure. he's... <laughs> He was
4: like,
2: I had a lot more jokes in the... Yeah,
0: yeah now I can't use them <laughs> because I actually finished the stupid run. But um, I wanted to read this. I didn't get very far into it because, you know, busy this week, life. Um, however, I think this is going to be one that I actually buy because, you know, it's got Jonathan Hickman's name on it. And it, very weird. I don't care. It's, one yeah. person that does weird really well is Jonathan Hickman. So, uh,
2: all right, well, dude, and reading through this book, I I absolutely loved it. I mean, I was like, yes, I want more. Do I know what's going on? No, I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, I could not make heads or tails of where the story was going, and I was like, okay, who is this again? Was this Michelangelo, or was this you know? I mean, Newton was pretty. He was like off his rocker, so he was you know always knew you know which one was him. Um, and he had like that third eye thing going. Yeah. There, laser beams, but, um, you know, and Nikola Tesla, you know, he, he was pretty cool, but then you got Howard Stark coming in and it's, 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 you know, honestly, I think it's kind of a mess of a story and it was at the end, I really, again, you and I were talking before the show and I was, I was like, Oh, I think I get it. Kind of. It's like, it's like this, this battle between determinism and free will. Like what's gonna win out, and it's like, oh, you both win. I'm like, okay, sure. I don't know. It's 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 a super weird book, but you have giant, you know, star born celestial, robot yeah. thingies fighting, you know, Howard Stark and Nikola Tesla, and all. That. I mean, there's just a lot of carnage. It's weird. The art is amazing. The art is so good. I agree. I
0: like the art a lot too. I don't know who it was. I don't think I've seen. Does I don't. I'm not familiar with Dustin Weaver though. What's he I done? Marvel
3: stuff. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> <I laughs> why like, I don't recognize I him. Tell you.
2: Um, and I'm like, I don't. How does? I, I don't know how Hickman comes up with this stuff. The dude is the dude is a beast. Um, and again with the, the symbology and stuff that he that he does and. This was pre Avengers too. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and who was it? Was it Michelangelo that was the forever man? Yeah, the the gold but dude. But yeah, was how that did he get all? The, how did he become that? Gold. Well, he built. Like he well, can because, be, he Mike, can be in
5: every place at every time, all the time. Yeah, time and and it's like how. And never explained how he got this power or how he became the forever man. So I was kind of confused about that, but yeah. just well, got he roll just shows
2: up. He just shows up and like, it's
5: you know well, Leonardo, da- Leonardo da Vinci has been trying to get him to join their, their, their brotherhood. Is that what it's called? Yeah. But he's trying to, shield. he's trying to get them to join, but, but shield hasn't even been created yet. Like, the brotherhood by the by end of this, it they decide that it's going to be shield. Um, but it was, it was very hard to follow. It was very confusing. Sh- 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 it doesn't matter.
4: Think- but it was pretty.
5: <laughs> it doesn't matter. Because I was enjoying it as I was reading it. I didn't know what was going on. But, like, yeah, it's like what's so going there on? was a war care. going on. Yes. There was a war going on in the present. There was a war going on in the past. And there was a, going, a war going on in the future. All at the same time with all the same people. Yeah. And it was really hard to follow. It's one of those
0: things, but, I think, that was super high concept. That Hickman probably needed three series already going uh-huh. to really, like, flush out. And uh-huh. Marvel was like, nah, you got a mini series. And he was like, Well, screw you guys. I'm gonna make you wait seven years for the last two <laughs> issues then. Well, <laughs> well it was pretty cool. <laughs> what happened.
3: I think this was a creator owned idea he had that he threw horned into the Marvel universe.
5: Yeah. It's it's weird, man. Yeah, it was weird seeing these like Renaissance men with all the like like uh Leonardo Da Vinci in armor and he's fighting and stuff. Yeah. I was like it was kind of it was kind of weird. that loves that stuff. Um, but though. it was cool at the same time. It was weird, it was kinda cool. It was done right but, um I'm very glad that I didn't start reading this when they first started coming out and had to wait so long for the ending because I feel like it was very lackluster in the end for everyone to get their happy ending. like. I feel like it should have been something more, and then Leonid, the uh, the guy that
0: might have been Marvel though, because
5: if possibly you of, if
0: you think about it, but Jonathan is not a happy ending guy.
5: Yeah, it, but it kind of went with what, like the 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 war was ultimately people who believe that uh, in destiny and fate there was no changing it, and you're set on a on a specific path, and people like uh, yeah. that that had free will and you're able to do whatever you want and become anything you wanted to be, um, so giving Isaac Newton his ending where you ha- you you were set on a specific path destiny fate and this is what the world had to end because he saw the future right. um, and then he was happy with it dust. it was just ashes dust and he was happy with that because he believed in fate and that was his fate that was his destiny um, but then he gave Michelangelo his what he wanted and Leonardo da Vinci what they wanted the uh, infinite, possibilities. Infinite, infinite possibilities for men and everyone was happy and it, it kind of works it kind of worked with the theme of the uh the story overall i guess but as a reader if i was waiting 10 years for it to end and that's what i read i would have been a little disappointed yeah, yeah well but i, I was I, in
2: one sense i mean it's nice to get closure but i remember reading the first couple of issues of this when it came out mm-hmm. you know it was seven eight years ago and i remember really liking it when i when I read it this time, I was like, I I think I understand it less now than I did back then. <laughs> I was probably just age, uh-huh. but uh, I I mean it's 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 really good, but it's also super high concept. It's
5: yeah, I, I can see where it was. It was get. hard to, for me to follow. You know, but you, I I did.
2: I if you percent. just look at the art, you're probably going to be good. Yeah. You're know? But then the, take with, take from it what you will. There's like
5: a really short backstory at the end of it. Um,
2: oh, right. I didn't get a There was
5: a, a cool scene where I don't know if it was the uh, the Colossus of Rhodes or not, but it was this big giant Greek statue, and a dude was in the head controlling it like a giant Megazord, and he was fighting a big mechanical monster, and that was cool because and it was cool. five stars in and of itself. Yeah, right? like it was cool just seeing the big it's Colossus guy Megazord. fighting. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I thought it was pretty sweet. That that was a really cool scene. Um, but I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty cool book. I'm gonna I would have to rate it a three. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but uh, I don't hate myself for reading it at least once.
2: Yeah, for me, um, I'm gonna go three and a half stars. I mean, the art is is amazing. I mean, it's just it's it's so good. And Hickman's writing, even if you don't understand what's going on, it pulls you in. Mm-hmm. And you want to continue reading, it, and maybe that's because you, you know, you're trying desperately to understand. Well, I read a
5: couple of the pages a few times just to try and understand. Right.
2: right. <laughs> um I definitely felt when I was finished, I was like, "Man, that was really good." I, I think. Yeah, me too. Um, but <laughs> maybe if I read it again.
5: Yeah, I, and if, get, maybe if I gave it know, another read, and maybe a sec, a third read, yeah. um, I might it might start to soak in and I might start to grasp of exactly what's happening. That's one of the things and I like I about Jonathan more.
0: Hickman though, is sometimes, you know, when you read something, it's like, okay, I get it. Whatever. Moving on.
4: Mm-hmm. But the-
0: I like the fact that with Hickman, he's one of those writers that sometimes you got to read multiple times to get everything out of it.
2: Yeah. But there's a part of me that's also kind of afraid that, you know, I'll read that when, when I get to the point that I understand what Hickman is doing, I'm going to like spontaneously evolve
4: <laughs> and,
2: I'll, you know, it be like spontaneous combustion and i gone and nobody will. And, you know, there'll be just, you know, Hickman's comic lying beside a pile of ashes. You uh-huh. know. So I
4: don't know.
5: Yeah. I guess Hickman is like, it, it's like watching the movie Donnie Darko. You, you can't understand what's going on in that movie <laughs> that after rabbit. one watch through, you know, you got, you, you have to watch it multiple times. Yeah. To,
3: <laughs> such it's such a good one though dude. And it's so good <laughs> I've I love Dottie Darko seven times. It doesn't make sense, I love right?
5: Dottie yeah. Darko man It's such a good one It is good But yeah it's 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 out there man It's hard to follow Or cool.
2: right, What would you guys All rate
5: right. it? Three a Three and a half uh, I didn't finish this so I'm not going to rate it
2: Okay And I Jonathan you're on the same page
0: I didn't finish it But I liked what I read So I will give it A preemptive four Okay Yeah. Um,
3: Maybe four, maybe? Maybe? It's a a
0: strong possibility by the end of it because I was digging where it was going. That'll be a four.
2: I think for anybody, it's worth picking up. You know, it's kind of like the Mission Impossible tapes that, you know, Ethan Hunt has to, you know, listen Uh to. That's going to be you with this book. You know, it's hard not to accept the mission, but what's going to be smoking at the end is your brain. (laughs) <laughs> so um, pick it up and give it a shot. It's uh, I, I think it's worth it for the art alone. Yep. The art
5: was really good. The art was really good. And maybe just the, the writing was over my head and I, I'm just too dense to understand.
0: John and Jonathan writing doesn't over head. <laughs> job,
2: okay.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, maybe I'm just too dense to understand and that's why I, I wasn't following along properly. But I get, But it was good. It was cool.
2: I hope Hickman's listening to this podcast. I he, really want he's him g- to. He's going to be so <laughs> satisfied. <You> know, <laughs> right. He's just like <laughs> a I did it again. yes, yeah. He said,
5: "Job accomplished."
0: All right, trivia time.
3: Let's go. <laughs> 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 Matthew comes so, to
0: life from the corner.
3: On the board, we got Jonathan with one, Roger with two, Johnny with one. And with an
0: asterisk of two. Oh my
3: God! Let
4: it go. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. Oh, Let it go, dude. Let the, it go. Uh, the
5: question that I submitted had a chance for a bonus point. I don't know if you guys are going to, I even put parentheses. I don't know if you want to make a change to the I rules for the bonus point, but I added a bonus point, and you're not going to read my questions. And they're
3: specific, for, the but I wasn't going to
5: answer them. Don't
3: you want to win a point? I
0: don't
1: know. He can win points. Not
3: but it, he again, answer
0: it would question. just be, it would be a guess point.
1: Matt, ask the question, please. Okay.
3: No. Johnny,
1: don't get angry at Matt. <laughs>
3: This one is gonna be right up Roger's alley. So we're gonna uh, make sure Roger goes last. Okay?
4: Uh-huh. did we we wanna do last
3: week's first? Me, to
0: week's first? me okay. too? No. Who won last week, Roger? Yeah.
2: Who who won what? Our trivius. Do you want
3: to do uh,
0: What
2: was it the first
3: appearance of the Punisher?
2: Oh I uh I don't know, my phone's dead.
3: Uh there's two correct answers.
0: Are we do a random
4: number
2: generator? Pick one oh, or okay. two. Two. Jason Privet. You're welcome, Jason, Jason
4: Privet. I, think
2: I, I still have a book in the hopper for you, or... Two. One. One. So, now I get to save money on shipping. I will, <laughs> get, them, I will get them out That to was you. first appearance of I the promise. Punisher? Yeah.
5: That was what? Spider-Man what? Number what? 127.
2: 127? Am I right? 129.
3: Damn it, Ooh. I'm wrong. Okay, <laughs> I don't know.
2: I was like, I, I was going to have to look it up anyway.
3: What was it, it 127,
1: 129.
2: Uh, yeah, 129, that's what I meant.
1: You know what 121 is?
2: The death of one Stacy. Yay. Okay, so the question I'm choosing
3: this week. Happy about death, huh,
2: Johnny?
4: <laughs> you having wrong. a
0: full-blown goth phase right now?
3: Okay. Definitely. Go ahead. <laughs> the question I'm choosing is from Nelson. Uh, so thanks, Nelson, for sending in the question. Nelson Carvalho, Roger, thank you, Nelson. are uh, gonna go last. I'm pretty sure you know the answer to this one. God damn it. Um, so, who has not killed Thanos in the comics? If you know the question, you know the answer to the question. Do not answer it. You're, you're gonna go last. So, the choices are A.
2: Adam who? Warlock. Oh wait, who has? Who, who has, who has not. not? Who
3: has not killed Thanos? Okay. In the comics. Okay. A. Adam Warlock. B. Drax. C. Annihilus or D. Gamora? John, what's good? Do you um, know?
1: Um, I don't know, but I'm gonna go with A. A Adamor. okay? I'm gonna go with Annihilus. C Annihilus, okay.
3: Jonathan Roger. <laughs>
5: Drax?
2: B Drax? No. Yeah, well Drax did. Did he? Yeah, he definitely
5: <laughs> did. That's his only purpose. Okay.
2: Drax, Drax <laughs> did and Gamora did. Uh, Adam think, Warlock uh, did but he
5: was like his other well, version I'm gonna of him, go with I'm going to go called? with before
2: we get into discussing it too much I'm actually going to go with Adam Warlock because I, I want to say that Annihilus was responsible for Thanos' death I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Warlock
3: according to Nelson's question it is C. And I. Annihilus okay. dang it okay. he- yeehaw Dave on the board.
5: hey yo see now you can answer my question you asked my question I already got a point Okay. Well, guests one. get a point.
3: Of course. You Go need. guests. <laughs> yeah.
2: If you're on once a quarter. You guys need to get a
5: scoreboard over here for the points. I have,
2: I have it on, it. on like one. Google Doc. Ooh, but okay. Like an actual That'll work. One. That'll work. So you need like a, like a VR, you know.
3: Heads up screen. <laughs> Thanks Nelson for sending in your question. If anyone else has Thanks questions or want to try to stump the audience, you can send them to All Star Comics. Contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. Please know your email trivia question in four multiple choice uh, possibilities and note the correct answer. And if you're going to send an answer to the listener question, mark that one listener trivia, trivia answer.
2: I, I know I should have read Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> or, or Crusade or War or whichever one it was. Yeah, and so- Gauntlet, he
1: doesn't die. It was like.
2: Roger, you give the listener question. Yeah. Okay, for the listener question, uh, what did I want to do? Um, no, I'm gonna do. Nah, I'm gonna do. Okay, so um, if you want to win the graphic novel uh, from this week, uh, I want to know how how many uh, sides are on the largest dice in Dungeons and Dragons. What is the largest multi-sided dice in Dungeons and Dragons? It should be like 20 super, <laughs> dude.
5: A 20-sided die, dude. David, this is for the listeners. Oh, I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I never played the game. Okay, Already I'm, gonna go it. With my, I'm gonna
0: go
4: That's with my. That's a freaking my, answer. <laughs> a is D, it? Yes.
5: D20. D20,
1: D20. Well, it depends on the numerical level. It's a D100. But well, I failed you guys for my reading fault.
2: the comic.
1: Okay, I'll you go, know, I'll I might with,
2: have. I'll go with my backup question. Sorry, Roger. Um <laughs> What superhero name did Susan Storm take uh, as her alter ego in Fantastic Four number one? Yep. So if you know the answer to that question, uh, Susan Storm's original superhero name, send it to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. I won't ruin the answer this <laughs> yeah. time. My bad, guys. And uh, Yeah, you can and win I think a great graphic novel. I before,
5: think my mic was so turned yeah. off. We no,
4: all have. Yeah,
0: all done. So don't worry about it. All right. Uh, you know what? What? We have a new review. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah. Submitted on Monday. It says uh, with the title Great Honest Discussion by Lisa, except for the I as an exclamation point, 1980. Uh, So Lisa At least I'm assuming it's Lisa uh, She says I love the breakdown uh, Of the different comics And the honest opinion that is shared It has introduced me to some great books That I might not have ever checked out So thank you Lisa for listening Yeah. Um, I'm
3: glad you enjoy our
4: dumpster on fire
3: <laughs> hey, I enjoy
5: it every week. Exactly. And hey, just like that Lisa, that you guys have introduced me to books that I'd never thought I would read.
4: Mm-hmm. And We've they were read awesome.
0: books
5: that we never thought we'd read. So there we go. Uh, so thank
0: you, Lisa, for listening. At least, like I said, I hope it's Lisa and not Lisa. Lisa, whatever. Lisa two S's.
1: Wouldn't that be Lisa? That's Lisa,
2: dude. Shit, I don't know. <laughs>
0: That's another yes. You're just making Matt work harder and
4: harder, David. No, wait,
2: because I do have, because you said Lisa, I do have a Lissa.
4: No, Maybe but like L-I-S-A,
0: not Lisa
2: All right, so you got Melissa. Is it Lisa or Lissa? One S or two S's? One S.
0: doesn't matter. Never mind. 1980.
1: Because I have an Alisa. Thank you either way. Maybe it is.
2: I don't know. Who goes by Lisa?
1: If you're Anyway, thank you, by Lisa. By the way,
0: Lisa, if you're listening and you happen to be a customer of the shop, say something so we know. If not, okay. what else? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we tell, just, us you, tell us you're from Norway. That would yeah, be awesome. Tell us where you're from, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like Shout out. It's,
4: stats. it's actually kind of impressive. So, That's cool.
0: Anyway, uh, if you guys want to be awesome like Lisa, please leave us a review. We appreciate it. Um,
3: oh, we got two new patrons.
0: Oh. Well, well, that brings me to my next thing. If you want to go above and beyond, like please like, share, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. But if you want to go above and beyond, you can go to patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast where you can subscribe for as little as a dollar, which will get you the episode the night that it drops after Matt does all of his hard editing work when David's on. Yes, because I curse. <laughs> uh, $3 is going to get you the Multiversity University episode drop so you can listen to all Larry at once. Uh, five dollars is going to get you the new All Star Origin Story yeah. segment, which yeah. mine is going on the feed because it's Johnny's right is it up right now? Yeah, it is up. is up. Awesome, yeah. right Johnny's now. is up on Patreon right now, and we have two new Patreon yep.
1: subscribers. Uh, Who are they? Brian
3: Lopez, thank you very much. Thank you, Brian Lopez. Thank you, bud. And uh, Jason Previtt.
1: I don't think it's a coincidence that we have two new subscribers as soon as my episode drops. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm
0: I don't think it's a coincidence that we got two new subscribers right as mine went live.
1: I mean, yours real. is on the feed. It's free. Nobody needs to pay for yours.
0: <laughs> Bro.
1: People already did pay for mine. That's the thing. Those are the people that were already there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. It's fun. Yeah,
0: um, it so that's up on there. So yep. yeah, if you guys want to go above and beyond, you can go there. Subscribe. Helps us out. Plus, you, you get all kinds of other benefits. Yeah. Sales.
1: And our like eternal Gratitude.
0: Um, stay tuned for Multiversity University for a new segment uh, with Larry right after this uh, podcast is done and you hear all the type stuff. If Matt's still putting that at the end of the show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and then if you guys want to keep up with Horizon Comics and all the new releases each week and whatnot, uh, you can follow at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram, uh, like Horizon Comics on Facebook. Instagram probably the thing that gets updated the most for you doing your yeah, raffles. Yeah, we're actually
2: doing more with, with Facebook now. Oh, and speaking of raffles, we've got our very last CGC Summer Raffle series. It's Flashpoint Number One. One in hundred variant by Andy Kubert. Uh, it's so dope, dude. Uh, I want uh, it so bad. We've already I think we've already <laughs> sold uh, coming up on thirty percent of the tickets. So That's get it one. get it quick. Um I want it. I want it. But, yeah, I'm starting to update Facebook a little bit more. I'm, I that That's a, man, that's a love-hate relationship uh, that I'm it's not going to get just, into. But with the Horizon Comics After Dark. Um, you have a lot of Facebook users and you have a lot of
3: Instagram users. Yeah. Not on the Twitter. And so there's, much. yeah. Twitter's the
2: biggest one, though. <laughs> I, Twitter's tough, dude. Twitter's tough.
0: For businesses, I would,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good thing for businesses, I think, but I, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Follow us everywhere. Find us. That's really what it comes down to. Find us, follow us, love us. I'll love you back. Stock David, social
0: media. Uh, you can
5: like, follow me on Instagram at sungohanx. And
0: if you want to plug your pop one more time. His oh, business.
5: and my dad's photography business, danielrevis.net. .net.
1: Johnny? Uh, yeah, you can find me um, everywhere at Johnny 2 x 4 Instagram, Twitter, uh, and Snapchat. Not Facebook because uh, yeah, it's sucks. not great. Yeah, and you can follow my podcast, KaijuCast, and I did get a confirmation that King Kong King is, is a, a kaiju. kaiju? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Who would have thunk? I know.
0: That's wrong. Uh, and, uh, and also, <laughs> was, that, you was that from another millennial? Uh, <laughs> King is <Kong's> a kaiju. <laughs> That's incorrect. That's from another Yeah. That incorrect. That's incorrect. I'm sorry to tell you. No. Wow.
1: It literally means strange monster. <laughs> that's okay.
5: Or strange beast. Yeah, he's a, he's a gorilla. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How
0: many... I anyway.
5: Feel like, I feel like, like Kaiju should be more reptilian. Exactly. I agree. But Thank that's you. just my... Like, like yeah. Based, right? yeah.
3: For all of your production and audio hey, value video game uh, based things. Next Friday, I'm playing Spider-Man while we're doing the podcast. Oh, uh, so, Spider-Man. Uh, Wait, yeah. how are you going to... Oh. Johnny's doing it. TV. I'm, I'm volunteering him. I'm going to play Spider-Man.
1: Uh, I'm actually not going to be here. The Hydra 5-5. Yes.
3: The Hydra
0: 5-5. <laughs> I am at St. Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We will see you again next week.
6: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I am your host, Larry Douglas. Well, when we left off, comic books are at a really low point. Uh, Seduction of the Innocent and Frederick Wortham have led the charge against comic books. Public opinion has turned against them. The Comics Code Authority has been established, which has had the effect of basically wiping out EC comic books. All the horror comics are gone. Um, Even comics that should not have been affected by the uh, Comics Code Authority were affected. Uh, The Romance comics, for example, uh, which were done in the Atomic Age, which were actually pretty progressive for their time, uh, ended up being – Censored, I guess you could say, by the Comics Code Authority, because they weren't necessarily portraying women the way that they thought they should be portrayed in the '50s, uh, and uh, even things uh, like, for example, EC had a story that they wanted to publish about an astronaut, a science fiction story, and on the last panel of the uh, of the last page of the book, the astronaut takes off his helmet to reveal that he's black, and the uh, the people in the Comics Code Authority uh, refused to let that be published because, again, this was uh, going against kind of societal norms of that time. And uh, so that's why that last uh, little sentence that I read, that kind of catch-all one, uh, which basically said kind of nothing against the sensibilities of people could be published, uh, pretty much allowed the code to censor almost anything they wanted to. Uh, so at this point, Comic book companies are looking at what they're what what can they do? How can they, uh, you know, get their sales back? Because uh, a lot of the stuff that they were trying to do has uh, now gone by the wayside. And so what they decided to do was to look back at the superheroes, see if they could bring those back. And there were a lot of companies that tried bringing back some of their golden age superheroes, um, including. Uh, atlas comics the predecessor to marvel who tried actually even before the comics code authority was established tried bringing back captain america submariner and the human torch Uh, but none of these were successful and if i were to mention the names of any of these other characters that they tried that other companies tried bringing back you probably would have never even heard of them but in 1956 DC decided that they would try to bring back their golden age superheroes, but they felt that they needed an update. Uh, many of the superheroes of the golden age had powers that were in some way or another based on magic now there were some kind of science fictiony ones you could kind of think of Superman as being science fiction uh, because he was an alien you know from another planet and so there was some of that involved uh, you might also uh, think of say the flash as having a little bit of a science fiction origin because uh, of the fact that he got his powers by um, sniffing the fumes from heavy water I'm, I'm not even even sure how that gives you any powers, but nonetheless, uh, a little bit, and of course, the Human Torch was actually an android, but many of the characters had powers based on magic, and DC thought, you know, if we If we update these heroes, if we base their powers in some way or another on science and make them more of a science fiction type origin rather than a magical fantasy type origin, uh, maybe uh, they'll be successful. And their first attempt to do that was with Showcase number 4, which came out in September of 1956. Uh, With an attempt to revive the character of the Flash. But instead of bringing back the golden age Jay Garrick Flash, they instead uh, introduced Barry Allen, the forensic scientist who would end up being involved in an accident where he is doused with chemicals and struck with lightning and ends up getting these super speed powers. And uh, it's interesting that in that particular story, before he gets these powers, Barry Allen is actually shown reading a Golden Age Flash comic book. And when he gets the powers, he actually chooses to call himself the Flash because the Flash was his favorite comic book superhero. So in that first Flash story, DC basically established the idea that the golden age superheroes were comic book characters and that these new heroes that they were going to come up with, which were really revivals of these old concepts were going to be the, the real heroes. If you want to call it that, you know, if you want to call a character in a comic book, a real one. So, um, This comic book, Showcase number 4, is considered the beginning of the Silver Age because of the fact that this really led to the revival of the superheroes. The Flash in that was very successful uh, and popular. It led led DC to bring back some of their other heroes, uh, such as uh, Green Lantern was the next one they tried bringing back. They brought back Hawkman, quite a few of their heroes, uh, but again, giving them all completely different origins. Uh, Another thing that was started by Showcase Number 4, in addition to the Silver Age of comics, is the whole hobby of comic collecting. You might remember back in our very first episode, we talked about how uh, comic collecting was started during the Silver Age, that prior to that, uh, there was no kind of uh, organized hobby of comic collecting. There were just a few weirdos who hung on to their comics, but most people didn't do that. Um, But with the reintroduction of the idea of The Flash, In 1956, um, it spurred interest in the old adventures, the original Golden Age adventures of some of these characters. And so people began going back and looking for them and trying to collect them. And so this is where comic book collecting actually begins. So Showcase Number 4 really stands as one of the more influential comics in comic book history. Now, I should mention that there is a minority opinion... That says that Showcase number four should not be considered the first Silver Age comic, that it should actually be Detective Comics number 225, which came out in November of 1955. Because in that particular comic book, the um, John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, was actually introduced, and we get his origin in there. Um, However, the reason this is a minority opinion is because, uh, and he was called the Martian Manhunter at that point, uh, is because in, his early stories, he really wasn't a superhero. Yes, he was from Mars, and he had these uh, superhero abilities, but he didn't use them to do what we might consider superheroic feats. He actually used his abilities to help him solve cases as a detective. So what he really was was a detective who had some extra abilities. He, He wasn't truly a superhero. And the other thing is that he was just a backup character in Detective Comics. He was not the main character, as it is today, Batman was the main character in Detective Comics. However, in Showcase number 4, The Flash was uh, was the main character, and of course, he would also go on to uh, get his own title uh, and uh, be the star of that, unlike Martian Manhunter, who uh, did not do that, at least not during the Silver Age. Now, I should mention that The Flash was written by uh, a man named Robert Kaniger, who was uh, very influential in the early Silver Age. His art was by Carmine Infantino, but Gardner Fox, the person who created the original Golden Age Flash, Jay Garrick, was, although he didn't write the story, he was very involved in the creation and uh, in coming up with the idea for the origin of this new character, Barry Allen. Now, it would take a few years for The Flash to get his own title. He would appear in Showcase for three years. Uh, but in 1959, The Flash would get his own title, which is also noteworthy because it is the first solo Silver Age title. And by solo Silver Age title, we mean that the first superhero title Um, of the Silver Age that was a solo title for either a uh, revived or a newly created superhero. Uh, So the Flash as a character is a a very important uh, character in the history of comics and especially in the history of the Silver Age. And when the Flash gets his own comic, they will actually start it with number 105 because Flash comics of the Golden Age ended with number 104. So they continued the numbering from there. And so this is how the Silver Age begins, and uh, if you join us next time, we'll talk about the continuation of the
4: early part of the Silver Age.